Welcome to the Divine Union Podcast, a place that will invite you to connect to life in all the ways, inner union with self, sacred union in relationship, and oneness with the cosmos. An invitation to expand your edges so you can live this life fully with all of your being. I'm your host, Nicola Navone. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Divine Union Podcast. Today is an exciting episode that I am just going to channel because it is something that is feeling present for me right now in my mind. I went back to a little memory I had. And uh, we will be talking all about the power of play in sex. Because play can be a powerful catalyst for deeper levels of intimacy and relationship and connection. And also for deeper states of surrender and pleasure. And I had a particularly impactful experience of play in the bedroom about uh, four to five years ago. And there was this handsome man, we'll call him Mr. X. We'll call him Mr. X for the episode, Mr. X. And uh, we had met we were both abroad traveling and we gotten to know each other you know we had beautiful chemistry on an emotional level and physical level and uh it was it was the night it was the night (laughs) and he came over to my place and uh we had this beautiful, like, 15 hours worth of lovemaking session. And I was studying Tantra at the time. Still do. And we had the mentality of there being no goal. It's not about the goal. It is about feeling and enjoying and exploring. And that's what I mean when I talk about play. Play is curiosity. It's curiosity and exploration into what feels good or what feels without even associating a judgment to it. And so I'm like, okay, I want to start the night and I want us just to like tickle each other's arms, just like really slowly play. I want there to be no goal because I don't do well with with goals and with pressure for anything or expectation about anything. And so we talked about that in advance. We talked about how we like to flow. We also talked about uh, boundaries, like what doesn't feel good. So for me, if I'm not comfortable with someone, I don't like when they touch my hair. It's a huge trigger for me. touch my hair, touch my face, anything in that region is usually off limits unless I've known you for a long time and I feel comfortable. And even then I still might reserve the right to be like, yeah, uh, no, thank you today. 
right? So we talked about boundaries, what we each don't like, what doesn't feel good. And we also talked about in advance, okay, I, I talked about, yeah, I'm into Tantra. So for me, I enjoy long sessions of lovemaking right? Having a conversation around that. Because some people, if it's open, it can be intimidating and it can be intimidating for anyone. It's like, okay, we're going into this lovemaking session, but without a time frame, a time limit, it's kind of left in the unknown. Maybe one person in their mind's like, I only got 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And maybe the other's like, I want to have this leisurely, luxurious night right? Well, we're up all night. Maybe then we go back to bed and then maybe we wake up again. So talking about expectations around lovemaking is important. And so we talk about expectations. We talk about boundaries. We talk about desires. Maybe likes or dislikes is important too. And, uh, I also love to bring into my conversations, especially when it's a new partner. And this is, you know, probably a bit different if you're in a long-term relationship, but with a new partner, it's important to also talk about, okay, what do you afterwards, afterwards, like what kind of connection do you desire, right? So that can be something like, yeah, I desire to have a friendly relationship, right? Anyone that I open my energetic field to my body is a big deal. So I desire to have some sort of communication, but I'm not expecting anything more than what this is, right? That's an example. Or maybe someone says, I want you to check in with me every day for the next two weeks, right? And then you have to figure out, is this something I'm willing and able to do? So also communicating about the uh, connection afterwards is important. And so, yeah, in this night, in this sexy, sensual, lovemaking night, we were just kids or something. I mean, I say kids, but it's more like chimpanzees or something. We were monkey style going crazy. And uh, just like, oh, I want you to try this. Like, I want to see what this looks like. When you like shake your butt naked, you know, and turn around and shake your butt and scream like, I am having so much fun, you know, and I would make silly requests like that. And he could choose to oblige me or not. But we were just having such a good time being silly and playful and also curious about different positions, like different ways of connecting different ways of touching each other. And this is something that isn't taught in schools because in schools, especially in our patriarchal society, a hyper-masculine society, we tend to have this idea that we have to know everything and be good at everything. So many people are afraid to even be like, how does this feel? <laughs> I've, I've never tried to touch this part before. You know what I mean? How does that feel? Does that feel, do you like that? Does that feel good? Can I, should I try a little bit faster, a little bit slower? How about if I move my hand to the right? How about if I put some pressure? So 
it's important to come from a curious place, come from a place of play when you are in the bedroom. And this translates to all of relationship, which is like such a deep topic. I will try to cover that in this episode, but I'm going to focus on the the juicy bits for this one. Because that's how we learn. That's how we learn what each other likes. And that's how we also get to hone our skills in different areas by trying, by practice, by play. Because like anything, we learn through practice. We learn through play. And so, like, it was just such a funny night where we were asking each other to do absurdly wild things. We were trying all these different things. We were listening to music. You know, we were dancing at the same time as making love. And even at one point, we're like, oh, yeah, we got to take a break. You know, it's like four hours in. We're like, we got to take a break. I am sore. And he's like, let's just stretch. Can we let's just stretch on the floor? So we took a 45 minute break of yoga and stretching and just hanging out until it felt natural and we like desire to reconnect again. And through this process, what happens when you incorporate play into lovemaking without a goal is it really allows both people to slowly start to surrender into relaxation, not even pleasure yet, to surrender into relaxation. Because like you are starting to get giddy and silly and you're allowing yourself to like fully be you in the presence of another without this fear. And often when you don't allocate a time for sex, that's where the pressure also comes in. Because like maybe one person's trying to move quicker than the other. And when you allocate a time or you're like, we can leave it open for a couple hours or the evening, it creates a sense of spaciousness, which allows both parties to sink into relaxation in the intimacy, in the experience And so, yeah, it just went on for this hours of this kind of back and forth and playing and teasing. And when you do that too, that's when you build up the tension, right? And we're uh, conditioned. Everyone desires, right? When you have that build up, it's like, oh, yes, I must release. Let me get to the goal. But if you can withstand and if you can build up the energy, Build up the excitement, build up the passion, build up the tease. Oh, we're going to take a break. Maybe we're going to tickle. Maybe we're going to laugh a little. Maybe we're going to dance and shake the energy in our body. And then we're going to come back to that process. That gets you going like nothing does. It is so powerful. It's so powerful for the connection that you have. It's actually building up energy in the body, which will impact the level of pleasure that you can feel. And, ooh, yeah, I was going to say, and it can impact the level of orgasm you can feel. But again, I don't want to make it goal-oriented because that's not, it's not about the goal. And once you start to think about the goal, that's going to take away from your sense of pleasure. It's going to take away from your sense of ease. It's going to take away from your sense of surrender and connectedness to your partner, because then you're going to either be two in your head, not 
connected to them because you're too busy thinking about what they're thinking or thinking about what you should be doing or thinking about if you're performing well enough or meeting their expectations, you know, that uh, you're not actually going to be connected to your partner. And through this experience of play, <laughs> I like getting and getting quieter because I'm getting like even a little shy myself through this experience of play. This night, like four or five years ago, was the first time that I ever had an internal O without outside stimulation. Why? Because we were in such a state of openness and surrender. And I felt so connected to him because we had just such a beautiful night of childlike play and silliness and curiosity, but also like desire, curiosity and like, oh, yeah, I want to make you feel good. Like, what feels good? What do you like? Let me not just asking the question because that's intimidating. That's like I'm picturing a detective, you know, with a magnifying glass and a top hat. Like, what do you like? Tell me now. You know, people don't always know. Sometimes you got to figure it out. Sometimes different things with different people ring different areas come online. And so it's like through this process, I was like so connected, felt so loved and giving love. And we were just laying, we were just laying and he was inside me and through that moment of like total bliss and total surrender is when I had that experience that, oh, and I don't even know if he knew, but afterwards tears were streaming down my face. It was such a beautiful moment. Like, oh, yes, I am alive. This is what life is about. And I mean, life's about so many things. You know, also, I've had some powerful moments of intimacy with self, but when you can feel those moments with another, having intimacy like that with another, that is a beautiful thing. A moment I will never forget, and I'm forever connected to this person because of this beautiful experience that I got to feel with another human being. And I'm just a huge advocate for play and letting ourselves come back to the sense of play and this curiosity because that is a big key for successful relationships because life can get so serious. And sometimes you have to bring seriousness in, right? It's not like everything is always humorous. Everything is always play. That's not realistic. But when you can master curiosity and play in the bedroom, you can incorporate that into all areas of your relationship and vice versa, right? Because that makes you curious. Curiosity is to me one of the most important qualities in an individual. Because when you're curious about people, 
it's like, yeah, you're acknowledging you don't have all the answers. You're curious about other people's perspectives, other people's backgrounds, other people's lives, what they have to say, how they think. And when you can like take that in with an open heart, that will enhance how you view the world, how you view yourself. It'll greatly enhance your life. And if you have a and I say wounded masculine, but remember, it's not like I'm men versus women. Ever, a lot of people, the world has wounded masculine energy, but it's wounded masculine that's like, I have the right answer. It's only my answer, not wanting to hear others' perspective. But with curiosity, it challenges us to continue growing, to widen our perspective. Right. Even in conflict, in relationship, if you come at it with a curious mind, like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Why do you think that? Where does that come from? Like, tell me more about that. Right. Usually there's always something deeper beneath the surface of conflict. And I guarantee you, if you just even ask a couple of those curious questions with whatever your relationship you want to test this out with, that will radically improve your level of connection and intimacy because people open up when people are curious. They don't open up when they're on the defense and people are judging or they're acting like they have all the answers and the other person doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, curiosity and even play. How can you bring more play into the relationship? Be more silly. You know, if you fuck up, make a mistake, let yourself make a mistake and let yourself laugh about it. Let yourself laugh at yourself. Let yourself laugh at your partner. If they get all huffity and puffity, you don't be like disrespectful, but you know, you can make a little humor of it. Make them laugh. I guarantee you it'll lighten the mood. Wow. I'm loving this. Yeah, this was a fun one. And I love just channeling whatever's present. And, uh, I really love curiosity and play. It's such a fun aspect to bring into life and takes the seriousness out of life, which we all need and is essential for sex and for relationships to be enjoyable. And yeah, I have to bring this in here because this is the core of my business and the work I do when I work with women. But we all want passion and polarity within our relationship, yet we cannot have that unless we know how to master it within self and mastering of the energies within self. And so I bring that up because when you think about curiosity and play, curiosity and play, to have those qualities, you have to use both masculine and feminine energy. So curiosity is the feminine. That is your ability to receive, your ability to ask questions, right? You think of a conversation. If you're in a conversation, the person that is doing the speaking is in their masculine. The person that is doing the listening is receiving. They're in their feminine. So when you are embodying curiosity, oh, how do you feel? Do, does that feel good? Like, what do you feel? What does that feel like for you? Right? That's you're in your feminine. You are engaging the other person to be in their masculine and to voice. But also with play, on the other side of play, it requires masculine energy. Because your masculine energy with play is inviting the partner to do things. So whether it's like, 
oh yeah, I want to see you stand naked and dance for me and shake your butt, you know, and sing me a song. That's masculine energy to assert that. Or if you say, oh yeah, I want to try what it feels like when you're on top, right? And you're doing X, Y, Z. That takes masculine energy to assert the desire. So to have this sense of play and curiosity, it's also essential that both parties learn how to use both their masculine and feminine energies within the bedroom and within all areas of the relationship. Yeah, I wouldn't be the same without those two things. (laughs) So they are super important. And perhaps if you want to bring more curiosity and more play into the bedroom, what I would suggest is set aside a certain amount of time. Let's say 20 minutes to an hour. I mean, hell, if you are a tantrika and you're like, I want to go for the gold here, be my guest. You can do two hours or more. But let's say the average person, given like 20 minutes to an hour, okay? And set aside time where you're going to dedicate that to each other, to exploring, to play. And feel free to get a mood going, you know, if you are uh, candles people, get some candles lit, maybe some incense, maybe make the place look nice and have no goal. So there is no goal. It is just going to be the two of you with your attention on each other and play. And I will invite you both to come from a space of non-judgment where the intention will just be for this time to see what feels good. So you want to tickle each other's arms or stroke each other's hair. You can just take turns and you can just ask, ask, continuously check in. Does this feel good? What, how does that feel? How does this pressure feel? How does this touch feel? Do you like it firmer? Do you like it lighter, right? Ask descriptive questions so that you can start to really feel each other out. And if there's a certain area that you want to explore of the body, be my guest. This is the time. And before, just have a conversation around any boundaries, anything that doesn't uh, resonate, that might be triggering or that you don't want, doesn't feel good. And and be sensitive, right? If something doesn't feel good, you might not want to be like, no, that sucks, you know? But it's like, ooh, okay, maybe you could try this. Like suggest something else. Or maybe let's just stay up below, uh, mm, below, uh, let's say above, above the hips, above the waist, right? So you can, you can guide. And once the timer, set a timer for the time you land on, once the timer goes off, And you have a beautiful, intimate hug. Maybe you look each other in the eyes. Maybe you give a kiss. You thank each other for the experience. And then you talk about it. How was that for you? How was that for you? Right? So that's how you can bring in more play into the bedroom. And naturally, the more comfortable that you both become using play, using curiosity, the more it will become routine part of the relationship, part of your way of being. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful people for tuning into this week's episode of divine union. This was such a pleasure and I can't wait to hear what you think. 
yeah, I would love to hear in the comments what really landed for you, what was insightful, or for those of you adventurous beings, after you take my recommendation and do this uh, homework, if you will, for this week, I would love to hear the successes that you had. Or even if it was challenging, feel free to share. Thank you, thank you, beautiful beings. Your feedback is always welcomed and appreciated. And uh, given you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you are familiar with the way podcasts work. But, you know, in this in this business, it's important. Reviews are important. This is how the podcast gains traction. This is how we get more ears on the podcast and have an impact. So it would mean so much to the podcast and to your host, Nicola Navone, a.k.a. me, if you would oblige me and leave me a review, given you enjoy this podcast or this episode. I cannot wait to see you beautiful people next week. We've got some really spicy interviews coming down the pike. And until next week, may all your unions be divine.